the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm back. <laughs> Woo! 15-second break there. These are long breaks, my friend. These are long breaks. Um, I just mentioned before I went to the caller, San Jose State, which I think is great. And for the record, if any student union wants me to come talk and tell them, teach them about investing, I'll gladly do it. Just get me 10 to 15, 20, 30 people audience. I mean, that's all I ask. If you can give me 500, great. For instance, I'm going to go to L.A. in a couple of weeks. I'm going to talk to the, the Teachers Association down in L.A. and you know talk to four or 500 teachers. Teach them, you know, that the 403B, what the ins and outs of it are, and that their pension's only going to cover 60% of their retirement salary. So is that enough for some that will be? Uh, but that pension fund could fail. It's massively underfunded, and in the pension fund is fraught with bad choices. So you got to be very, very, very careful. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I was talking a little bit about Barron's. And Barron's did a real negative piece on Blue Nile and the white trash ghetto people who buy diamonds from them um, and how it's an overpriced investment. Now, Barron's also did a piece on Oracle. And basically, uh, they talked about how some insurance, you know, investors have some insurance tied towards Oracle, that it can achieve their financial goal, um, even if the integration of Sun Microsystem proves to be disastrous. Because what they can do is fire people. Financial engineering. Oracle plans to add 2,000 people, but let's say their quarter doesn't go so well. They can just fire people or not hire people. So they've modeled higher expenses tied towards these new employees. So who else has done this? Dell's done this. HP's done this. So how many people do they end up letting go? How many people do they really add? It's a question we don't know if Oracle's serious about the hardware business yet. We've yet to see. But Oracle, they can manage their earnings this year because they've, they've got a lot to wiggle with. So managing your insurance, um, managing your earnings is important. 800-345-5639. So Barron's does a great job. And again, Sometimes I'll get caught up in my day to day, and I'll go Oracle. You know, Larry Ellison, he's out racing the cup. He's trying to win the uh, the sailing competition yacht regatta thing that's coming to San Francisco. And sometimes I'll forget. And and that's the nice thing about Barrons. It's um, it reminds you. It 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 brings you back. Like there was an article in two thousand, and it said, "Here's the top one hundred dot com companies that are going to run out of money." And it reminds you on occasion. You get caught up in the revenue story. But you better damn well have some earnings if you're going to have a business model that's going to last over time. So, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like revisiting some things that are important to you. So, I like Barron's. And again, I think everyone, when I get hit by a bus, 
grab a copy of Barron's and it'll help ease the pain of me being gone. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to start writing a will soon. I'm going to change my will because my life has changed every five years. Your life changes, right? I think that's the truth. So I'm going to reach I'm going to change my will and I'm going to start putting in crazy stuff in my will. For instance, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to call it an inheritance. I'm going to call it a booty. So I'm going to leave my booty behind. I'm going to, I'm going to refer to everything in, in pirate terms. I want to have a will that's fun. I want to have a funeral that's fun. Seriously, funerals are too damn depressing. They should be a celebration of what that person meant to you and not like, oh, we miss them so much. So I'm going to have everyone dress as pirates at my, my funeral. I'm going to hand out my gold doubloons. Let's get a phone call. Let's go to Roger in San Jose. Roger. Roger. Roger's listening to the show with his pants at the ground. Roger? Personally killed the show. So when he personally kills the show, I demand, I insist that Heidi comes on and makes do. Because she screened the call. She now has to come on and do some airtime. So we get a little bit of a Heidi fix. Why, hello. Why, hello. How are you, Heidi? I'm good. I'm good. Um, When I die, will you come to my funeral? Yes, I think think we should light you a fire and float you out to sea. I, I want to say, you know, I started that business a couple of years, vikingfunerals.com. Oh, sure. And um, I, I had no idea. You get put on a raft and basically everyone's going to get bows and arrows. And hopefully you like you, someone can hit my, my uh, raft and, and torch me. So it'll be a, like a game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Target so. practice, if you will. <laughs> and hopefully the, the current doesn't like push me back in. And then some dog on the beach picks me up and starts <laughs> running around with me. That'd be nasty. Yeah, I don't even know if that's legal, actually, if we do that. But it's a fun idea. It doesn't matter if it's legal. Let the cops figure it out. Do it at midnight. Okay, we'll do it in secret. So, do it in secret. So, anyway, um, so you're coming to my funeral. That's good. Sure, if I'm invited. You'll be invited, and it'll be a party. Thanks. So, it'll be a... Anyway, good time will be had by all, except for me, in theory. Um, You got a a package from a listener, I hear. (laughs) I did. And, you know, we get we get crazy packages from listeners. We get crazy letters and they look like they're written by a five year old usually. And, um, you know, or they're cut letters cut out of a magazine, all kidnapper style. Yeah. Um, Actually, and, I want to invent a typewriter that does crazy uh, letters like that. I think there's a font that you can get. Is there, is there a terrorist font? Yes. Or a, really? I did I not know. So, which is kind of fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. God, um, I, I love you so much, Heidi, because you, you fill color into my, my rather black and white world. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, finish your story. I'm rather fond of you as well. Um, so, yeah, we got this package in the mail. It was addressed to me. Um, and it was, of course, in brown paper, like, you know, the paper bag packaging with a kind of messy Sharpie writing on it. And I was like, oh, no, um, there's going to be poison inside here or something bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I opened it up and it actually it was a CD. It was a Nirvana CD. It's a Nirvana insecticide, which is a lesser known, I think, CD. Okay. Um, and it has a three by five note card inside lined. And it says music to play on your breaks. I recommend Molly's Lips, Son of a Gun, Mexican Seafood, Benison, Drive, Hairspray, Hairspray Queen. Please send me your questions and comment questions and comments. And that's from Captain Koga or Kogo. So I dedicate today's show to Captain Kogo. Have we have we played any of it? We've played um, we've played all of them coming into the show. 
Really? Um, uh, yeah, for Nirvana's insecticide. But so I thank him because that's not creepy. Thank you for not being creepy, Captain Kogo. Now, when he so basically he sent you a disc and not me a disc. Let's turn this into all about Rob. Okay. Why did it even have my name on the package? It, like co- producer of the Rob Black show? Um, no, I don't believe so. So actually, I'm bit, I'm hurt by this. <laughs> You're just jealous. I get nothing. I get nothing. I get no recognition. You even get this free CD. Was it, was it a, a commercial CD or was it a ripped CD? It was a store-bought CD from Amoeba. Really? Yeah. And I actually really like I like Nirvana a lot. I'm from the Pacific Northwest from those days. Yeah. So, yeah. And I didn't own this one yet. So I'm stoked, actually. Okay. And I figured out that Pearl Jam song that I like. Uh, it's not a love song. It's a song about death. Death. Hello. God. I, I liked it for a minute. So Pacific Northwest. Heidi's from the Pacific Northwest, and she is my producer, and she's lovely and talented. And um, seriously, if, if Clear Channel fires her, I go with her because radio is not fun without her. It looks like we got a phone call, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. You know this current interest rate environment? This is why I want to meet a one-handed economist. Because on one hand, interest rates are so low, corporations can borrow money at incredibly low prices. But on the other hand, senior citizens who want fixed income, they can't get it. So we're basically telling our nation that corporate growth is more important than senior citizen safety. Income safety. And maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. There's no right answer. See, there's no right answer. But today I'm seeing that Anheuser-Busch InBev, this is a huge booze company, huge booze company. They have $54 billion in loans. When you're that big, you have factories that you have to pay rent on. You got factories that you have to build. You got, you know, uh, trucks that you have to, to finance. So you need to borrow money. They're doing a massive amount of refinancing of their debt. So that's one of the positives of low interest rates. Corporations, Anheuser, InBev, it's going to be a massive, massive plus 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now when you look at their debt that's been, that's been financed at incredibly low levels. It's going to make them more profitable. Let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Roger in San Jose. Roger. <laughs> Please tell me you've douched me twice. He's listening. He's listening. Wait for the seven second delay to kick in. Okay. Roger. Hello, Rob. Hey, Roger. I'm, I'm about to throw you in the Darwinian wood chipper. This is twice you've called the show in 10 minutes and you've ruined the show. Uh, sorry about that. That's okay. I'm going to go to break. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. No Roger. He's on on probation. Show and Rob Black talking all things financial. A little headline came across the way not too long ago, and yeah, I'm throwing it out there because this is a show about money, and I guess we're just financially retarded. And some of us might even be mentally retarded, and some of us might even be physically retarded. I don't know. But a San Jose man was arrested for alleged real estate investment scheme. A San Jose man was arrested last week in connection with an alleged real estate investment scheme in which investors lost more than $500,000. A guy named Reyes Alcatraz. He was arrested and booked Thursday on a felony complaint for grand theft and securities violations. 
Now, according to the district attorney's office, he told investors he would rescue property that was about to be foreclosed and promised investors high rates of return for short-term investments. He sometimes did business under the name Safe Recovery. Where do I go with this? A fool and his money are always just dying to be parted. You got to be careful, people. There's radio shows that sound like investment shows. There's radio shows that sound like real estate investment shows. They're not. They're infomercials. I actually went to one of the events of one of these people once, and I'm not making this up. The guy said, I'm in debt $20 million, and by the end of the night, I hope to be in debt $21 million. Because that's what millionaires do. They spend money to make money. I'm not making this up that he pulled out a freaking guitar and sang if I had a million dollars and made the crowd sing along with them, which for the record ruined a great song by Bare Naked Ladies, an amazing, wonderful song ruined by this real estate schmuck. He had a kiosk in back if you want to sign up for tutoring, $400. If you want to sign a deal and he'll go buy real estate for you, write a check for $50,000. Take it out of your home. Take a loan out of your home and give it to him, and he'll go invest it for you. Anyone that pulls out a guitar at an event should be killed in my book. Class A, moron. But anyone that sings Bare Naked Ladies If I Had a Million Dollars to try to get the crowd on your side. And he even pulled his dad into the act, which is even more shameful. All I can tell you is there's... there's there's limited partnerships and in real estate, there's blind limited partnerships where you are a limited partner. You're limited. So you write a check to this guy and he goes out and invests it for you. Now he doesn't tell you that he gets to use that money for his lunches. He gets to use that money for his mortgage. He pays himself sometimes before that money even goes to you and quote unquote your partnership with him. He doesn't tell you that. And when you're blind, you don't have any access to records. I know people that take money out of their house and blindly give it to people. And every one of them should be killed. This guy in San Jose being arrested for this. Tip of the iceberg. There's so much worse that's going on out there. It's sad. It's pathetic. It's shameful. Sometimes they think they're actually doing something good. And that's the nutty part about it. And in radio or television, you can buy time. $300 an hour. It's yours. And you could have any message that you want out there. You could say, hey, I'm your uncle of finance. I'm your best buddy. Oh, and my best buddy, my advice to you is to put you in a 6% loaded mutual fund. Where you lose $6 out of every 100 that you invest that goes to me. So I could buy more airtime and be someone else's best buddy. Or they'll put you in annuities where it's 9%. Or they'll put you in real estate where you're blind. And yeah, they'll buy some real estate. They don't know what they're doing any better than you do. The show that I'm particularly talking about jumped from Australia to Florida to Arizona to Vegas, all of which are death knolls in real estate. It's shameful, but people don't stop and think. They just assume because you've got a platform and a guitar that you must be good. And if we don't end with bare naked ladies, I'm going to shoot myself. It's so obvious that I want to hear that song that I did a whole segment dedicated to it. I'm not going to do a whole segment dedicated to it. I just wanted to talk about stop writing people checks. Stop it. The only check you should, like, for instance, if you work with an investment professional, you're writing a check to your account. You're writing it to Fidelity. Never, ever, never, ever to another person. If you write a check to another person, you are stupid. You deserve what you get. 
If you invest in something where you don't look at the financials, you are stupid and you deserve what you get. Speaking of stupid, <laughs> Obama is giving $8 billion to nuclear power. I'm not, I'm not calling the president stupid. The one thing I, I will tell you, I was raised in a family that if the, if the president was Republican or Democrat, you respect the office. You do. President Obama, uh, he pledged $8 billion in federal support for two nuclear power plants in Georgia. I know you're saying, Georgia? That makes no sense. All they have is dirt roads in Georgia and outhouses. You got to go to Georgia on occasion, people. It's changed. They, don't, they no longer have slaves in Georgia. So the money is uh, loan guarantees. And it's going to, you know, we're, for the first time in 30 years, we're going to have nuclear energy. And for those of you hippies out there, go away. Nuclear energy is fine. It, it works great for, for France. 80 plus percent of the power coming in France is nuclear energy. They don't have terrorists blowing them up every week. Nuclear energy remains one of the you know, largest sources of, of opportunity for the United States. And I, I applaud President Barack Obama for throwing money into what's considered a Republican area. Democrats don't like nuclear because it can kill people. Democrats don't like nuclear because it can cause them to grow extra arms and, and our fish is two heads. And who doesn't like a two-headed fish? Mm, more fish for me is what I have to say. Is it too expensive to build? I don't know. What happens if a terrorist attacks? I don't know. All I can tell you is that our nation needs nuclear. Now, there's so many ways to invest in nuclear. And don't you miss George W. Bush? Nuclear. Nuclear. He just couldn't quite say the word quite right. General Electric is an investment. They provide the boiling water reactors, which are found in 81 of the world's 442 nuclear plants. That's a pretty easy one to understand, I think. Which, for the record, let's talk a little bit about nuclear. We learned about radioactivity in 1896. A guy named Antoine Beckwell. In 1942, University of Chicago created the first sustaining nuclear reaction. In 1951, an experimental nuclear reactor in Arco, Idaho, produces enough electricity to power four light bulbs. I know. You're saying 59 years ago is when we started powering light bulbs with nuclear? Yep. In 1954, the Atomic Energy Act authorized the development of nuclear energy for civilian use. In 1957, the first commercial nuclear power generating station is built in Pennsylvania. In 1979, a mechanical failure in human error caused Three Mile Island to basically melt down. Chernobyl. In 1986, in 1996, last nuclear plant in the United States, Watts in Spring City, Tennessee, comes online. We haven't brought any nuclear power online since 1996, and we haven't built any in 30-plus years. This is a big story. Dominion Power is an investment. Intergy, ticker symbol ETR, is an investment. Exelon, ticker symbol EXC. Cameco, CCJ, CCJ. What does Cameco do? They have uranium. And there's another one called USEC, USEC, but Kamika is probably the purest play on uranium. So if you look at $8 billion as a sign from the stock gods and President Barack Obama that, you know, maybe we're turning a corner. In theory, he's doing this in large part, and this is the conspiracy, to try to say, Republicans, I gave you a nuclear power plant. Now you give me something back in, in form of legislation tied towards polluting the world. In theory. So Kamika is up 2% today. That stock's sitting... Uh, $28, 52-week highs, $33. So it's got a little bit of room on the upside. But again, that's a play on the long term because nuclear doesn't come quickly. It comes very, very slowly. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. So I know you're saying, damn, I love you, Rob. You just ripped a headline out of the, the newspapers of Obama giving $8 billion to nuclear power plants, and you taught us how to make money on it. 
That's true. Now let's go to the lowest common denominator yet again. Rick's Cabaret. As I'm, I'm wanting to do. What does Rick's Cabaret do? It's a business that I think everyone can understand. They do strip clubs. And what they're doing is they're buying strip clubs. They're buying mom and pop strip clubs. Now, this is not a stock that I'm recommending right now. It's a stock that I'm recommending you take a look at. When you buy a strip club, you have to basically assume debt. You have to assume a mortgage more often than not. You have to assume, you know, the business model and whether or not they got into the business legally or illegally. You know, a lot of money in bars and strip clubs is legal money, right? You know that and I know that. Rick's reported January club revenues of $6.8 billion. That's up 14% year over year. If your revenues were up 14% year over year, you'd be having a pretty good life. If Heidi comes to her husband and says, I'm making 14% more than last year, she, her husband would say, good for you. So when a company does it, a company is a human being. It's important to note. Now, the company obviously benefited from the Pro Bowl. It obviously benefited from the Super Bowl. And they're going to be huge winners because the next Super Bowl is in Dallas. And Rick's Cabaret has a lot of strip clubs in Dallas. A lot of nudie bars. Four of them in total. They got the NBA All-Star Game, February 14th, which was, you know, a, a big, it's big for them. Now, Texas, do you understand the business of, of strip clubs? And again, I may be offending some people, and I'm sorry if I'm doing it. I'm just trying to teach a business lesson. In Texas, the Supreme Court is going to consider whether or not a $5 poll tax Charge for each patron is constitutional. Keep in mind that it was overturned at one point in time. So um, the company would get more revenues if they were taxed less. Or that's at least the thought on it. So, yeah, you have to pay attention to the legalities and the Supreme Courts of states and the Supreme Courts of the country. You have to. The company says 2011 revenues are going to be well over $100 million. They think the high spending is starting to come back to the economy. So they feel that they're well positioned going into an economic rebound. I know you're saying economic rebound, you tend to like companies like Intel and Cisco, Rob, because companies will be spending more money on equipment. But yeah, companies also will be traveling more. And when they travel, men tend to go to strip clubs. I once did a national radio show in 100 plus cities in the United States. And I would travel and give seminars. And I don't like strip clubs. They don't work for me. They don't work. I could see the most beautiful woman in a strip club and not get excited. It doesn't work because to me, it's that paid interaction that you have. To me, sex is all about the pursuit. It's all about the seduction. It's all about the passion. It's not about the, the paid passion. It's not about the paid relationship. So anyway, the, the company that I'm wanting you to look at and just study the business model and say, I can see it coming out of an economic slump stronger than it went in, is Rick's Cabaret. Ticker symbol is Rick. And again, they own strip clubs. Is it cool that I talk about that? Probably not. I'm just trying to teach. And here we are, some B&L. And if you call them bare necked ladies, you're a loser. you got to call them B&L. It's Rob Black's show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe a nice Chesterfield or an Ottoman. So what have we learned from the show today? Rob Black hates slam poetry. Rob Black hates vaudeville. Rob Black hates lowest common denominators. Rob Black talks about himself in third person on occasion. It's always funny when I do that. Talk about yourself in third person. You'll enjoy it. Uh, what's another thing that I could tell you about? Down the road, I'm going to be in the market for a new car. And if I were in the market for a new car today, 
or new. And keep in mind, Rob Black doesn't like new vehicles. Rob Black likes used vehicles. But if I were in the market for a new car, I would love this whole Toyota thing. It, I would be eating it up. Toyota faces new reports of sudden acceleration deaths. Complaint citing the defect and at least 13 fatalities have poured into federal regulators since recalls were first announced, bringing the total number to 34. 34 people have died in accidents involving Toyota Motors that allegedly accelerated out of control in the past 10 years. It's not a lot of people. And this company is losing billions and billions of dollars in market cap. I think it's an interesting time to buy shares. If you've got cojones, you buy shares. You use disaster to accumulate shares. When San Diego was on fire, I wanted to buy a house in San Diego because that's the best time to get a deal in San Diego. I like San Diego. Kind of a a cross between San Francisco and Portland. Kind of. But with better weather. Anyway, um, new count from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration includes 13 fatalities reported since January 27th, the day after Toyota ordered sales and production halt of eight models. Now, if you're looking to buy a car, now's a great time to do it from who? Toyota. Because everyone else is out there, you know, crapping their pants, wondering if, you know, they're, if they buy a Toyota, will it kill me? So, Toyota typically is named best in class, They're typically named best new, best resale winner. So, if you're thinking about it, as contrarian as it sounds, now's a great time. Prices for new and used Toyotas have taken a hit. Once it was announced that they had an acceleration problem, your resale value went down. Your ability to resell it went down. So, Toyota has a long history of quality, quality and reliability, and this, is, this issue will pass. I don't think it's a product problem. I think it's an image problem. Statistically, small problems have taken on very large perspective and given you a huge opportunity to invest. So, I don't know. For instance, you can save right now on stickers. Since this crisis has hit Toyota, the sticker price of a Prius is down $1,500. That's a lot. So, rebates are on the up end. Well, not only for Toyota, but for General Motors and Ford and Chrysler. If you trade in a Toyota to General Motors, Ford, or Chrysler, they'll give you a rebate on it because they want your business. They want your cash flow. Keep in mind, there's different ways to invest, and one of them is cash flow. So this uh, new reports of sudden acceleration deaths. Good God, if I had a relative who died in a Toyota, I'd, talk, I'd, I'd join a lawsuit, I have a feeling. You know, everyone's thinking about it, right? God, I hope I never have a relative die in a Toyota. I curse myself. I should never have said that. Bad Rob. Bad Rob. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. A couple things happened in the world of technology over the weekend. Microsoft is one of them. Windows 7 for phones. We know about Windows 7 for desktops and laptops, right? Uh, CEO Balmer. God, he's goofy, isn't he? He kind of looks like a drunk Terry Bradshaw. Steve Ballmer, go Google him, and he kind of looks like a drunk Terry Bradshaw. Um, he introduced the next generation of mobile operating system. And what's interesting about this is they scrapped everything that they've done before in Windows for phones, and they started new. They basically said, we got it wrong. They've never done that. Schedule is, is for later this year, and initial feedback has been positive. Graphics and user interface is particularly praise. And, you know, Microsoft has a self-inflicted reputation for lack of innovation. And ultimately what they did was, was try to fix that in this. And I'm, I'm not praising them. I'm just saying this is the obvious of what I can see. They've got partners like Intel, Verizon, Vodafone, HTC, Orange, Samsung, LG, Motorola. 
who are tied to the story in some way, shape, or form. Because they, they make phones. They make product that ultimately is going to run off this. Um, the, the, the mobile phone technology basically copies Google's phone operating system and Apple's phone operating system. It's using a little bit of their Zune, which is their MP3 player, which a lot of people probably don't know about. It's, it's using a little bit of it to add a little gloss, a little bit of sophistication that has oftentimes been ridiculed as clunky. So the next evolution of mobile computing, it's way beyond smartphones. It's way beyond text, tablets, it's beyond netbooks. It's going to have to have an open platform, in my opinion. So Intel and Nokia, they've opted for a fresh start in software. They, they too, are saying the same exact thing. You know, we're, we're starting a new operating system. It's going to be open. That's where Apple could lose. Because th- there's this... Microsoft and Intel dominated the computer industry for such a long time. There's kind of an anti, we don't want anyone to dominate feel out there. And let me give you an example. The phone companies, the AT&Ts and the Verizons, they take this huge hit. They sell you a phone, they get the data plan, and then you use their network. And then Apple, you know, like, hey, there's an app for it. Right now there's 300,000 apps for you. And they're very cute and very coy about selling these apps. But AT&T and Verizon doesn't get nothing. They get nothing from those apps. All they get is people using their data plans. So there's a big world congress of mobile technology going on in Barcelona right now. And AT&T and Barty Airtel, Barty Airtel I think is the Indian AT&T. And when I say Indian, I'm not talking Pocahontas. I'm talking about the country of India. China Mobile, they're there. NTT Docomo, Orange, Orscom, Telefonica, Vodafone, all the big international phone companies are there. And they're all saying, you know, we have to build an open platform that delivers applications to all mobile phones to try to compete with Apple's successful app store. They all see Apple as running away with the, the, the pie. And who doesn't love pie? I love pie. Had some good apple cinnamon pie this weekend. Wonderful. Um, the Alliance is seeking to unite members against Apple. So remember how I told you Intel and Microsoft, they had this monopoly that everyone had to play along with for such a friggin' long time. And then we moved a little bit away from desktops to phones for our computing power. Or maybe phones caught up to desktops and computing power, processing power, or graphics power, something along those lines. I'm not quite sure. But long story short, the phone operators, they're, trying, they're freaked out. Because they don't want all the transactions to go to Apple. So they're going to try to set up an open platform. That's why this Microsoft story is big. That's why the Intel teaming up with Nokia is big, because it gives alternatives to the guys who are, you know, involved in the billions and billions of dollars. Now, again, you don't care. You want an app that turns your, your voice into Beyonce's. You want that app. I want that app. In fact, I have this fantasy about sitting at home, watching Lost and commenting on it with Beyonce's voice. And we'll never have her booty, but I could have her voice because Apple has an app for it. So long story short. There's a little bit of a change coming along those lines. Get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you want to transact with me via email, it's rob, R-O-B, at robblack.com. Nude photos, welcome. Or rob at robblack.com. Well, no, no, no. Nude photos, welcome if you're under 40. Male or female? I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded today. Um, the blo- live blog, talk910.com, talk910.com. If you want to comment on the show while the show's on with fellow blackheads, my Facebook page, it's a group page. Don't try to be my friend. I don't want to be your friend, but my group page is I Hate Rob Black. I Hate Rob Black. 
Call the show 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. person who does this but i insert my name into lyrics so when it's like guess who's back back again rob black's back i i i like myself that much i'm fond of myself as heidi is wont to say 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 um solomon just sent me an email and this is a classic email and earlier in the show last segment i talked about if you go to seminars and you write a check to someone, you could be a freaking idiot. You will lose your money. If you buy real estate, if you buy real estate and you write a check and it's not in your name, you are a freaking idiot if someone else is on title. All aboard! <laughs> There's my a letter email in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. Mm, you've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. <laughs> Before I get to the email, is it offensive that in that little montage we have someone who goes, you've got mail in your inbox. It's probably one of the worst Indian accents that you could possibly do. Is it offensive? If you're from India, are you offended by that? Because I'm trying to be loved by all. I'm trying to be politically correct. And I want your praise and your ovations. If you're offended by that, I'll take it out. Send me a letter, and you have to send me a letter, and I'll take it out to Rob Black really cares what you think at AOL.com. If you really want me to take it out, just send me an email to Rob Black really cares about what you think at AOL.com. So, and I will take it out. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. So the email, the email comes from Sullen. It says, I'm contacting you in regards of a timeshare that I bought by myself. But hundreds of others did, too. And we've learned that it's a scam. I've done everything I can possibly think of, but I'm not giving up or trying to get but I'm not giving up on trying to get my money back and others, too. Would you be able to give advice? The FBI is involved. This is such a serious matter. Solomon, get an attorney. If you want to try to recoup your money, you're going to have to do it legally. You're going to have to lean on the guy. Um, With that said is, Solomon, you are lowest common denominator. Who are these people who buy timeshares? Don't you understand timeshares suck? And that's why we have stories about timeshares that suck. And everyone thinks that timeshares suck. That you have to go and sit and listen to a, a sales pitch. And you think you beat the system by not, you know, you, by sitting there for three hours. But you get a free skiing trip. Here's what happens with timeshares. It's a lovely property when you see it. And once you buy into it, it becomes a crap property. Stop buying timeshares. Stop thinking you're going to get wealthy or you're going to get beat the system somehow, some way, shape, or form. you got to play in the system. It takes time to play in the system. I'm looking at buying a place in Tahoe. I couldn't do it when I was 30. you, you got to wait. you got to be patient for good things come. Quit trying to beat the system. I know that's mean and cruel of me. But yeah, some people are like, I didn't go to high school. <laughs> I was raised in the woods by wolves. And I've got this 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 company that I'm going to work with, and I'm going to sell my friends' annuities. World Financial Group. Um, only people who were raised by wolves are, are are dumb enough to fall for this crap. Uh, I once did, wrote a story. I was an executive producer on a couple of movies, and I, I, I was pretty well published earlier in my life. 
once read a story about a guy who was raised by wolves who um, the only thing he knew was Elvis songs. And uh, he became a, a, a sideshow in Vegas. And ultimately, he uh, the story ends with him basically taking off his clothes and running off and being a wolf again because fitting into the American culture that is Las Vegas is a reflection of society. Uh, he didn't really want to be with it anyway. So he went back and became a wolf. But anyway, long story short, we like our wolf boys who sing Elvis songs. Long story short, you got to stop looking. You got to stop looking for ways to beat the systems. And timeshares, are they just suck. I've never met anyone who bought a timeshare who's like, that's the best thing I ever did. That's probably your first clue that they suck. You've never met anyone who loves them. You've met attorneys who bought places up in Tahoe, right? And they're I'm going to Tahoe for the weekend. Me and my sugar booger are going to go to Tahoe. You want to come and have some martinis? That's how you beat the system. You you play along in the system. You get it. You've never met an attorney who's like, yeah, I bought a timeshare. I'm really proud of it. Anyway, um, Toy Fair, 2010. There's there's consumer shows that come along, like CES, Consumer Electronics Show. I love these because they teach me a lot about technology. There's a toy store show that's going around right now, the Toy Fair in New York. Um, new type of Legos. Legos that connect to the Internet. Do we need Legos that connect to the Internet? Um, ugly dolls. We now are in a culture where pretty dolls are no longer hip. The uglier they are, the better. So there's board games on the movie Twilight. So those are the big, big, big games of the year. Traditional games are being updated with modern twists. For instance, there's a Monopoly game. It's got a circular board. It's got a version. It's also got an ATM machine. There's no longer cash. It's all ATMs now with Monopoly. It's kind of cool. Trivial Pursuit that allows players to bet on their opponents that they, they're going to miss the question. I love that. Or bet on the opponent that they think is going to get the question right. Therefore, you can piggyback off his success. So there's a little bit of twist going around, and I always like seeing these things because there's investments in Mattel. There's investments. There's, they're, they're, the, to, the toy companies are saying it's going to be a cutthroat year. They don't think 2010 Christmas is going to be any better than 29. It tells me sometimes maybe those expectations are coming lower. Now when, with lower expectations, for instance, you're a woman, and you're married to an attorney. You know, you're, and you divorce, and he's making six, seven, eight figures your expectations are incredibly high. The, the poor guy who marries you next, he ain't going to live up to him. But if you're a woman who's married to a guy in a burn clinic, you're, and you get a divorce from him, the guy's going to have pre, he's going to have a pretty good chance of beating those expectations, right? Same thing with Wall Street. It's all about expectations. So with the toy company saying that we don't, we, we expect it to be cutthroat this year, that's interesting to me because that's telling me that expectations are coming lower and it's easier to meet those. I don't know if that makes any sense to you in any way, shape, or form, but I, I hope it does. So Google Buzz, last week we introduced Google Buzz. We know Facebook's got 400 million people on it. And Google's like, whoops, missed that boat. We could have got access to 400 million people putting up photos of your ugly kids that we don't really care about. And then they would have got all the searches tied towards that. How hard was it to come up with this concept? Clearly someone did something good, right? So Google says, well, we didn't do that. So we're going to come up with something better. It's called Google Buzz. And they introduced it last week and it was a massive flop. People complained about it, privacy complaints. They're trying to tweak their email. They're trying to tweak their applications to social networking. They're trying to tune it. They plan to reach beyond 20,000 employees, try to test new features. So negative feedback. They responded to it in one week. That's pretty impressive. That's the day and age that we live in. 21st century. 
So the buzz on buzz was negative. So they tweaked it. Now, again, the chief issue, they're going to try to create a feature that suggests people follow rather than having new users automatically follow. That's their big tweak. I don't think they got it. I don't think that they're my dad and his, his you know, lack of hipness. I don't think my dad would ever play a CD for me. Keep in mind, my dad died really before CDs came embedded in our culture. But I don't think my dad would ever play music for me that says, that says like, Dad, you're hip. You just found the next bare-naked ladies. You're cool. Google's kind of turning into a little bit old. So can they pull it off? Maybe. So that's a big maybe. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I had to reconnect something. Um, Barclays. This is a big headline in my world today. Barclays reports profit doubled in 2009. Now, I'm trying to teach you about money. I'm trying to teach you about finance. I'm trying to teach you to get to retirement at age 60 with a million dollars so you can live a decent, respectable life as a senior citizen. That you don't have to mooch off the system. That you don't fall between the cracks. Barclays came out this morning and they reported profit doubling. That's my favorite song. Number one with a bullet. We're in the money. What's that, 1920s? Love it. Love it. Love it. That's Heidi does good work. In fact, I'm going to give her a $5 bill today for that because I think that's good work. Barclays reports profit doubled in 2009. Now, why do I bring this up? For those of you who know, congratulations. For those of you who don't know, big investment lesson here. No one wanted to own banks last year. No one wanted to own banks the year before. Credit crisis. Disaster. They're, they're, never going, they're going to go all out of business. They have to be bailed out. The, the white savior, actually the black savior, Barack Obama, is going to have to bail out everybody. No one wanted to own Barclays. Impairment charges, taxes, and credit. And here the company reports profits doubling. Profits rose to $14.8 billion for 2009. Now, in Europe, they're kind of different. We report quarters every 90 days in the United States. And somehow every 90 days times four comes out to 360 days. So basically every 91 and a quarter days we report earnings. And the companies come clean and they say, here's how much money we earn. Barclays just showed their yearly number, $14.8 billion. Do you not want a piece of that action? Because if you don't, you're smoking crack cocaine. You're, you're, you're whack like crack. You're like Bobby Brown world. You gotta love a company that makes $14.8 billion. <laughs> Everyone thought the banking system was going to fail. I'm the one out there going, you gotta buy them when you can. You have to. Some banks aren't going to fail. We need them. We don't build a pot. We don't fill a pothole. And wasn't it weird that Daytona 500 had a pothole? We don't fill a pothole in the United States without borrowing money. And when you borrow money, you transact. And when you transact, they get a piece of the action. It's like when you do a transaction with your own bank with an ATM machine, they charge you a buck fifty. The world of banking charges a buck fifty, but when you're dealing with billions of dollars, they make billions of dollars. Not buck fifty. So Barclays is gonna survive. Goldman Sachs is gonna survive. Bank of America is gonna survive. I think I'm making my my point. Now this station is labeled conservative i think that's fair to say clear channel owns two stations we we own well we own a lot more than two stations 
And I'm, when I say we, I'm not actually including we because I'm actually not even an employee working off contract. I'm kind of like that that Mexican immigrant laborer who's picking fruit, but I do a radio show. I'm the white version of it. Um, so green, what is it, Green 960? Green 960 is considered the liberal voice of Clear Channel in Bay Area, and 9, 10 a.m. is the conservative. There's an article in today's New York Times about the Tea Party, and I don't really grasp the whole Tea Party angle. I haven't really... It hasn't come up in my head as, I'm going to take the time to put my head around this. It just, I got other thoughts in my head that you don't want to babysit. And that thought in my head, I didn't want to get to. Like, what's this Tea Party thing? So there's a, there's, it's like an eight-page article in the New York Times today. So if you want to grasp it and get it and get up to speed, it's a good article at the NewYorkTimes.com. It's called Tea Party Movement Lights Fuse for Rebellion. And we're talking rebellion in the United States. That's how frustrated we are. Ain't that nuts? So before the Great Recession, before the bank bailouts, before Barack Obama took the White House by promising sweeping change on multiple fronts, before, 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 you know, this country was manipulated by both parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. And we haven't had a true government in, I'd say, 100 plus years. People are now worried about hyperinflation. People are now worried about social unrest. People are now talking martial law. There's a really good article on the Tea Party. And, and what's interesting about it, they kind of paint a picture of shy, quiet people, almost nerds. And again, the New York Times is probably a liberal paper, right? We could all probably agree with that. At least the bias is thought upon to be liberal. But they paint the picture of the Tea Party, the tea baggers, um, the Tea Party movement as basically nerds, as people who don't have a voice in the world, that don't really identify with Republicans or Democrats. They think they're Republicans, but the... The article's brutal. It is brutal on these people basically saying, like, for instance, in college, and I'll I'll wrap this up in a nice, neat little bow. I studied small groups um, and the dynamics of small groups, like the dynamics of uh, the people in that movie Alive, like, you know, plane crashes, soccer team. Some people become leaders. Some people become followers. I studied the group dynamics of the Beatles, for instance, and all small groups are, are destined to fail at some point in time is the basic premise of this thing. And for instance, I studied Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not an alcoholic, but I studied it because the group dynamics are intriguing where there is no leader in theory. So this is saying, and what was intriguing about the AA is that I met a girl who didn't drink, but she went to AA meetings because people accepted her. She was, people were fond of her. She was unattractive physically and she'd go to AA meetings just to basically be social, to get out of the house. I found that to be wildly intriguing. And this New York Times article is talking about the teabaggers and the Tea Party movement, basically saying some of them are just basically nerds who finally get a bond with somebody else. It's an intriguing article on the New York Times. It's eight pages long. And again, you got to appreciate long form journalism. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. If you want to wait 22 hours, I'll be back. Find me at Facebook at I Hate Rob Black. Email me at Rob at robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.